At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What is happening, folks? Welcome to it. It is time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danny Burke, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And we have plenty to discuss. How about VEASAN's college football betting guide officially released today? Make sure you get a hold of it at VEASAN.com where you can become an all-access subscriber. But I'm telling you, amazing tools all throughout covering every single FBS team, win totals, conference odds, literally anything you could imagine to make you a better handicapper in college football, we've got you covered. And I'll talk about that a little bit more to kick things off in this edition of Rush Hour. And it's got me a little bit hyped for college football, right? I mean, we've been talking plenty of NFL. We haven't really gone deep into any bets for college football. I've got two for you today throughout the Big Ten. So that's how we'll start off tonight's show. Further along in the program, how about VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum in his usual Thursday slot? He'll be telling us all about tonight's biggest market movers. We know that he loves betting baseball. We know he's got plenty of futures bets in terms of football. And we'll talk a little bit of college football with Josh and some Heisman odds. And if we have time, we'll sneak in some WNBA. I know he's been loving to bet the hardwood throughout these summer months. Half hour from now. What about James Salinas, former Super Contest champ, current Beeson host? He's got some win total bets that he likes for the upcoming NFL season. If you remember, 
We would have James on every Friday. We got to give the man some time to rest throughout the summer, but now he's back in action. He is reloaded with his thoughts for the upcoming season. So happy to get James back on the program in 30 minutes. And then at the end of the show, I got one best bet tonight throughout that Cubs and Giants game. So I'll save my baseball bet for the end of the show. But let's go ahead and begin with college football, right? I was telling you, VEASAN finally released our college football betting guide. So much knowledge all throughout. 131 FBS teams all are covered with their personal thoughts from our experts. And tying that in with the win total and conference bets and odds. Plus, you get college football playoff value bets as well. Contributor Steve Mackinnon played a big part in that, offering how to make your own power ratings, trends, all of those good things. Wes Reynolds, Dave Tooley, Matt Humans. The crew did an amazing job. Adam Kramer, just an awesome job all around from these guys. And I can't wait to dive into it. Naturally, being here in the Midwest, I wanted to focus in on the Big Ten. So so big shout out to Matt Humans, who's a Big Ten guy himself and did excellent work previewing all the teams throughout the Big Ten. And really just, again, starting with that, going to work our way onward. But it got me thinking, now can be the time to officially see what bets I may want to dive into for the Big Ten. So uh, I have shared my thoughts on Nebraska, so we'll hold off on them momentarily. But looking through what Matt was saying, you know, I, I really liked kind of his assessment on this Wisconsin Badgers team. And the deeper I looked into it and the more that I kind of looked at their schedule, I guess, is what it was. Because I pretty much know what, you know, you're going to get out of this Wisconsin team. But the more I looked at their schedule, the more I felt tempted to want to bet them. And not in a good way. So at Bet Rivers, at least, the win total for the Badgers is set at 8.5. The over is the favorite, minus 143. The under is plus 112. Now, if you do shop around in Illinois, you can find a win total of nine in a couple of spots for the Badgers. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 115. So I'm going to try to hold off on my reaction to seeing that number of nine just as we go through the schedule. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, caught off guard to say the least. But nevertheless, let's kind of separate it such as we do with our NFL previews. Let's do it with the Wisconsin Badgers. They're winnable games this year. It's going to be at the beginning of the year, naturally. Week one versus Illinois State, week two versus Washington State, week three versus New Mexico State. All very favorable games in Madison for the Badgers. Then week five, you get the fighting Illini coming to town. Illinois probably not going to be that good. Week six at Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald's crew, they're kind of an every other year team. They'll play a tough one year. The next year, they'll be atrocious. And this year, yeah, they may have some spots where they perform very tough and aggressive. But realistically, you're probably not going to get in the W column a lot. Probably not against Wisconsin. Week 8, you get Purdue at home. The Boilermakers probably going to have a down year. And then after your bye week, this will take you to week 10. You get Maryland at home. Should be a winnable game. Losable games, I got three for Wisconsin. Week four at Ohio State. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Not much needs to be said there. Week 11 at Iowa. Iowa's a very similar team as Wisconsin. Will they have as good of a running game? No, probably not. Defensively, yeah. In the trenches, sure. Quarterback, both teams have issues. That's why I think that could be a losable game going to Iowa City. Week 12 at Nebraska. Laugh all you want, but come on. 
Nebraska has a chance to have one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten West. Not the Big Ten, but the Big Ten West. Tanner Morgan's going to give him a run for his money, certainly. But Casey Thompson has a very good path to being the top quarterback in the Big Ten West. Going to Memorial Stadium typically isn't easy if Nebraska has a good team, that is. But this is actually a favorable spot for the Cornhuskers. Not by much, but just a little. That's why I see it as a losable game. The toss-up games, Week 7 at Michigan State, I really don't know what to think of the Spartans this year. What I can assume is that they're going to play every single team tough like they have done under Mel Tucker. So uh, I can only envision that being a toss-up game. Wouldn't surprise me if it goes either way. And then Week 13, your rivalry game against Minnesota. You get them at home at least, but at that point in the season, those last games of rivalry spots, it's always 50-50 no matter where you're playing. So, you know, looking at the schedule, I got about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven winnable games for the Badgers. All right, and then if I have toss-up games, and eh, maybe they get one against Michigan State, maybe they get one against, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to at least split it. So I'm kind of thinking the highest for Wisconsin, based on their path of their schedule, is about eight wins. All right, but I'm putting them in the range of seven to eight, but realistically probably at about eight. And you're telling me some books are offering a win total of nine and the unders minus 115? I will gladly take that and fade this Wisconsin Badgers team. Yes, again, I know they have a solid foundation there. They always do. They seem to always be at the top of the Big Ten West. But Graham Mertz, what the heck are we expecting out of this kid? Your answer should be nothing. He had one great game against Illinois two years ago. I bought into the hype. Everybody bought into the hype, and he has done nothing since. The running game can only take you so far. Your defense can only do so much. I was going to be in the same boat, but guess what? Minnesota could have a better offense than you. Nebraska should have a better offense than you, and your schedule doesn't stack up that well. So even when I saw the 8.5 and, and the plus money to the under, I was like, yeah, I'll probably end up taking it. And then I start searching around, and I see the 9 with the under minus 115. My goodness, I will gladly take that with Wisconsin. And here's the thing. Maybe they do overachieve, in my estimation, and they have a good year. Realistically, if it's coming down to them getting 9, maybe 10 wins, it's going to be toward the end of the year, where at that point I can probably hedge because their final game against Minnesota, rivalry game, Minnesota's probably solid up to that point. It's probably not going to be an overwhelming favorite on whatever team, I mean, being Minnesota, to kind of hedge out my bet. You know what I'm saying? Or rather betting on Wisconsin. They're probably not going to be that big of an overwhelming favorite in that game. So worst case scenario, I can hedge if need be. But Graham Mertz is not a quarterback. That is going to get you to double-digit wins. No chance. So give me under nine wins with the Wisconsin Badgers. That's probably going to end up being my biggest bet heading into this college football season. Wisconsin under nine wins, minus 115. I mean, you really think that kid can lead you to a double-digit win season? No chance. I don't even think they could get past eight. So under nine, count me in. Now, I mentioned Nebraska before. I'll try not to spend too much time on enemy. We don't have that much time in the segment anyway, so I'll spare you the uh, fandom here. But you know me, I'm always giving a lot of crap to my alma mater, but this is the year where things need to happen. This is the year where Scott Frost has to win or he is out of there. The seat is red hot. They finally brought in some mature coaches to come along on that staff to take the burden off of Scott Frost, Mark Whipple from Pittsburgh to help call the plays. And defensively, you had one of your best years last year. You lost some players, but that's where the transfer 
transfer portal came into the mix and you brought in a lot of weapons on that side of the ball. We talked about Casey Thompson. You implemented him as your starting quarterback. Did well in 10 games with Texas and he suffered the injury. He will be more of a precision quarterback than Adrian Martinez. Maybe not as mobile, but he can be more reliable, accurate, and he will just overall be a better option to utilize in this hopefully new look offense. So yeah, taking the burden off of Frost, getting the adults in the room, better skilled players, that should add up to a better season for Nebraska. And because of their schedule, very winnable here. Week one in Dublin versus Northwestern, week two versus North Dakota, week three versus Georgia Southern, all winnable games. Then you go to week six after your bye week, you get the Hoosiers who aren't gonna be good. You get them at home, that should be a win. Week seven at Rutgers, you should beat them. Week eight at Purdue, you should beat them. And then week nine versus the Fighting Illini at home, you should be able to overcome them. Losable games. I have one losable game for Nebraska because the others are 50-50. Week 11 at Michigan, you're probably not going to beat the Wolverines in the big house. But the toss-up games, week four versus Oklahoma. Why can't Nebraska win this game, right? You get them at home. You almost beat them last year. You get Casey Thompson, who's familiar with playing against Oklahoma. And you have an Oklahoma team that has so much turnover, lost your head coach, lost your starting quarterback, and a lot of other skilled players. Why can't Nebraska overcome Oklahoma earlier in the year? I think it's a 50-50 at worst. Week 10 versus Minnesota. I'm pretty high on the uh, Minnesota Gophers this year, so I think that's a 50-50 despite getting them at home. Yeah, I said it's a losable spot for Wisconsin against Nebraska, but if you're looking at it from Nebraska's perspective, realistically, it kind of is a toss-up game going against Wisconsin, but I do still give the slight nod to Nebraska in that game against the Badgers. And then Week 13 at Iowa, it doesn't matter where they play this game, home or away, how good one team is or the other. Yeah, Iowa's won most recently, but it's always going to be a close battle. Nebraska should have the better quarterback in that situation. So, look, the win total you can find at 7.5 out there, the over minus 105 is the best price I saw. I think Nebraska can absolutely get to eight wins. And I was talking to someone back in Lincoln earlier today, and I'm laughing because I guarantee nobody really agrees with me, but I think Nebraska has a better chance to get to nine wins this year than they do to get to seven wins. So count me over seven and a half for the Huskers. Minus 105, no way my alma mater and me betting them come back, comes back to bite me. I mean, that hasn't happened before, right? All right, folks, we'll take a quick break here. A little bit more college football and some baseball with our guy, Josh Applebaum. Stick around. Plenty more to discuss here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. 
Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at Bet Rivers. So go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlays today. Well, speaking of baseball, let's talk a little bit more on the diamond. And to help us do just that on Rush Hour tonight, we are welcoming on Josh Applebaum, who you can follow on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. He is VEASAN's betting reporter, and he is ready to rock. He's got plenty to discuss. So, Josh, uh, we might as well jump right into it, my man. Baseball tonight, your Red Sox taking on the Guardians. Boston, not the hottest start to their second half. They're an underdog at home tonight, plus 104. Cleveland minus a buck 20. Uh, do you have faith in your boys to get a dub this evening? I do not have much faith, Danny. It's great to be with you, by the way. <laughs> My play is the uh, is the Guardians here. I'll give you the cap in a second. But, Danny, real quick, I need all your good vibes out there in Chicago and all across the nation because we are on the razor's edge to legalize sports betting in Massachusetts. We have until this Sunday, the 31st, to get it done. I think there's reasons for optimism if you read the tea leaves, but also my state has found a way to screw it up every single year since PASPA was overturned <laughs> in 2018. So uh, fingers crossed. Next time I see you next yes. Thursday, I'm going to be either a very happy guy or uh, or another uh, disappointed guy. We'll see what happens. But uh, for this one here, Danny, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians. Number one, you mentioned that the Red Sox are out. Absolutely just really terrible right now. I think there's a disconnect between the players and the management. These guys want contracts. Devers, Bogarts, it sounds like uh, you know ownership doesn't really want to pay them. You've had a lot of injuries, which has made things worse. But really, the cap for tonight, Danny, is kind of a non-division road favorite system match. We've seen this line open with Cleveland. Very short favorite, around minus 110 on the road. They've been bet up to around minus 120. So we've seen some movement in their favor. If you look at these non-division road favorites, Danny, it's been one of my favorite systems all year. They're 169 and 105, 62%. 
pretty good grinder system here, about a 5% return on investment. And really, it's the pitching matchup I'm banking on. Tristan McKenzie, who's pitching for the Guardians tonight, 7-6, 3.11 ERA. But in the month of July, Danny, in four starts, McKenzie has a 0.34 ERA. That's about as small of an ERA as you can get. He's been pretty much unhittable. Cleveland's been 4-0 in those games. He's facing Cutter Crawford, 2-3 with a 4.50 ERA. You mentioned it. Red Sox, 1-5 since the break. 4-15 their last 19 games. And they really haven't hit right-handed pitching. They're just 33-43 against righties. Cleveland, 27-15 as a favorite. Boston, just 19-28 as a dog. Danny, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've been betting against the Sox. We'll see what they do with the trade deadline. I really don't know if they're going to be a buyer or a seller. They'll probably try to middle it and, you know, give you both sides out of their mouth with whatever they end up doing. But tonight, I'm going Cleveland. I'm backing McKenzie. I like that non-division road favorite system match. All right. Well, Josh, let's keep things in the American League. Tell us about the Astros and Mariners tonight. Logan Gilbert taking the bump for Seattle. And look, his numbers are pretty strong. There have been some tough starts that you saw at the first half of the year, but Seattle's been a hotter team. Again, Gilbert may be getting a little bit of disrespect. They're catching plus 123. Is it worth a bet here on the underdog? I think it is, Danny. I took the plus money here with Seattle. I think there's a couple reasons to like Seattle tonight. Uh, number one, line movement, you know, which speaks the most just uh, if you're trying to look at that common denominator of where's the money going, it's going toward the Mariners here. You had Houston open as high as a you know, minus 150, minus 155 home favorite. We've seen them fall down to around minus 140. That's telling me that Seattle, in a contrarian spot, they're getting less than half the tickets, yet the line is dropping in their favor. They open getting around plus 140. You're down to around plus 120, plus 125-ish. So we do match here uh, with a contrarian road division dog with the reverse line move. So there's some money coming in on Seattle. And I think it's warranted, Danny. You mentioned Gilbert. It's a guy that I want to back. He's 10-4 and four with a 2.77 ERA. If you look at his last 11 starts, the Mariners are 9-2 and two in those starts. That tells me that, you know, they play well behind him. They give him run support, and he's not giving up a lot of runs either. So uh, Seattle's done well against righties this year. 46 and 31. They've won three straight. They found a way to, you know, if you're, if you're sweating Seattle, Dan, you got to wait until the bitter end. Sometimes they give you those, these walk-offs or comeback wins late. They just got some, some of this magic mojo going here, similar to last year. And Houston, they went to Oakland, one of the worst teams in baseball, and lost three straight. So something's up with Houston here. Obviously, I think Houston's the better team in general, but tonight, I'm taking the plus money. I think it's a good spot to back the Mariners on the road in the division with the big line move in their favor. All right, Josh. Well, we started off talking about your team, the Red Sox, and you're fading them tonight. And the Cubbies, my team, played tonight. They're red hot, uh, red hot right now going against the Giants, who are the complete opposite. I think I got to fade my team tonight. I don't really like this situation for the Cubs. I'm kind of – I've been contemplating. I'm like, where's Josh leaning in this game? So I don't know which <laughs> side you're going to be on here. Uh, so I'll let you take the stage here. But who do you think ends their streak tonight? I mean, or does it just keep going? Do the Cubs win and the Giants keep losing? Well, it's only fair, Danny. If I'm fading my team, then we got to fade your team. We'll make it easy on this one. So I'm going to go with the Giants, and I'm going to bet against the Cubs. So I'm glad to hear that you're kind of thinking the same thing, Danny. To me, this just boils down to a really fishy line in the ultimate buy low, sell high situation, because mm -hmm. you mentioned it, the Cubbies, even though they have a you know pretty poor record here and they're probably going to sell off some of these guys, Hap Contreras, we'll find out on Tuesday, but they've won five straight. They're 5-0 and after the break. If you look at San Fran, though, they're the polar opposite. They're 0-7 since the All-Star break. So if one team is 0-7 since the break, the other team's 5-0, and then why did the 0-7 team open as a like minus 130 favorite? They've been bet up close to minus 140. This just tells me if it's fishy, if it doesn't make sense, you know, you would think, you know, you'd take the red hot team with the plus money, yet the line opened where where it did with that favorite designation to the uh, to the Giants, and it's only gotten higher and moved up 
a little bit more. So I'm going to lay it here with the G-men. Danny, my angle here would be Alex Wood. He's pitching for San Francisco tonight. His overall numbers aren't incredible. It's just 6-8, and 4.21 ERA. But kind of like McKenzie having a great July, Wood has had a great July. In four July starts, he's got a 1.13 earn run average. Uh, and this is also a kind of a classic favorite low total correlative betting system match. So uh, hopefully your, your, your cubbies uh, find a way to lose a game here, Danny. I'm on the G men. Let's, let's play the, let's lay the, the number here with the giants. All right. That's what I like to hear. Glad to see that we're on the same page. Yeah. And even with the Cubs, Justin Steele, not really a good pitcher on the road and the giants. I know they haven't been hitting lately, but overall they've been crushing lefties at home. So let's hope that's the case tonight. The giants can cash us a nice money line ticket. Uh, Josh, of course you're aware that with us at VEASAN, we released our college football betting guide today. Just amazing information all around. And, you know, I was talking about a couple bets that I liked for the win totals uh, throughout the big 10, because we're in big 10 country and, I haven't really gotten involved with the Heisman Trophy. It seems, you know, a little bit, maybe not as much parity, right? C.J. Stroud with the Buckeyes, he seems to be set up nicely. He's the short shot, plus 175. Bryce Young, can he do it again, plus 350. Caleb Williams with USC at plus 750. You had some thoughts in terms of the Heisman Trophy Award and these odds. Uh, do you see value with any of these guys? Is this something worth betting as of this point? I think it is, Danny, and, you know, shout out to the whole VEASAN crew putting together this fantastic betting guide. Really incredible. I've been just kind of going through some of the pages, looking at some of the win totals. Also a great, uh, you know, kind of exercise by Steve Mackinnon, how to set your own power rating. So highly recommend people go check it out, VEASAN.com. Uh, but really, Danny, what I'm looking at here, I know it's kind of early, but I've seen an early move here towards C.J. Stroud. I like this C.J. Stroud uh, bet first dollar discrepancy. So if you look at the way this thing opened about a month ago, BetMGM dropped these numbers. And you actually had Bryce Young as the favorite, plus 250. You had C.J. Stroud, plus 400. But over over this time, about you know three, four weeks or so, there's been a complete flip here. The money's all coming in on C.J. Stroud. He opened 400. He's down to plus 200 at BetMGM. The opposite way, you've seen uh, Bryce Young slip a little bit, plus 250 up to plus 350. So not only do you have this line move towards Stroud, but also a really good bet discrepancy. He's getting 14% bets, the most of any player, but he's also getting 25% of the money. That tells me that you have a pretty good amount of bigger, sharper, larger, more informed wagers getting down on C.J. Stroud. And Danny, we all know his numbers from last year. He threw for over 4,400 yards, 44 touchdowns, just six interceptions. I'm a big fan of Young, but think of it this way too. He's facing all these really good SEC defenses. You know, you look at the other way, uh, obviously Stroud lost some wide receivers to the NFL draft. But he's going up against the Big Ten, where Ohio State's a big favorite. I think they're like minus 250 to win that conference. So that early move, that early low bet, higher dollar match with Stroud, I took Stroud plus 200. It seems like you're not getting a great payout or plus money, but I'm thinking, hey, by you know a month in the season, that could be down to plus 150. Makes sense. Hey, Josh, we got about 25 seconds. I got to squeeze in some WNBA tonight because I know you love betting that this time of year. Lynx dream about a pick them right now. Which side did you take? Yeah, Danny, I'm going to go Dream in this one. I've seen a dog to fave line move. Dream actually opened a, a plus one dog at home. They flip now to a minus one or minus one and a half favorite. So we have that big steam move in favor of the Dream. If you look at these favorites with steam in their direction, at least a point, 38 and 29 against the spread, 57% overall. Using our VEASAN.com bet split, 62% bets, but 92% money is on the Dream. So it tells me you got a lot of respect and money hitting the Dream. I money line them, Danny. You know me. Short spread. I'm going money line. I'm not going to mess around with laying a one or one and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you, my friend. Well, Josh, <laughs> thank you, as always, for making some time. Awesome info all around. Keep up the great work and cash some of those tickets tonight. Let's go Giants, baby. 
Love it, Danny. Hashtag let us bet in Massachusetts. Let's get it done. Yes. Fingers crossed for our guy Josh <laughs> out there on the East Coast. At Josh underscore insights where you can follow him on Twitter. Much more of his content can be accessed at VEASAN.com. Co-host of Betting Across America and host of the VEASAN Market Insights podcast. Josh getting you covered for pretty much every single sport. Hey, let's keep things going. How about the NFL next? Former Super Contest champion and current VEASAN host James Salinas will be hopping on. What are some win totals he likes? We will discuss that next on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Like we've been telling you, the college football guide is out now. If you start your football season on the right foot, we'll give you plenty of expert profiles of all the 131 teams, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations to get you in the right spot. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. So make sure you sign up for VEASAN All Access today, and then you get everything we offer for the entire football season, which includes our upcoming pro football betting guide. So go ahead, subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in the Windy City. You can always follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. We're going to take it out to the Mile High City, though. James Salinas hopping on with us. And you know, if we got James on, you know, we got football coming soon enough. At Rounding again, where you can follow him on Twitter. James, man, I know uh, you and I were joking off air really quick, but uh, we are pretty much counting down the days right now till the NFL season begins. But before we get into kind of some of the win totals that you're interested with, uh, when did your handicapping process start for looking at these futures? Are you someone who jumps in right away when they get released, or do you kind of let some of these lines marinate before you start your process? Well, I'll wait. You know how the NFL is, Danny, where it's a 365-day-a-year business, a news cycle, and we very strategic is the NFL and calculated and intentional of how they set up their when free agency hits and then when the draft hits and then when the schedule's released, those types of things, and then all the different things that happen with OTAs and, and mini camps, et cetera. So I, I kind of wait for things to where we're getting now, where teams have now reported back to training camp we saw a big injury potentially seasoning the in the injury to Jensen, the center for Tampa Bay. So always have to be mindful. I know there's very minimal contact in these practices. We still see key guys going down. So I start really digging into it now. Once guys get into practice or guys get into training camp, teams are almost at full strength and really start to dial in on what that roster is going to look like for all 32 teams. All right. Well, hey, we like to hear the process behind it because you've been doing it so well for so many years. Let's go ahead and jump into some of the win totals that did stand out to you early on. And let's go down to the desert in Arizona where the Cardinals have had uh, 
guess you could say a peculiar offseason, but now they finally got things settled with Kyler Murray and his contract. You know they're going to be missing DeAndre Hopkins for six games. We know that. Maybe we don't have that much trust in Cliff Kingsbury, but all in all, still somewhat of a talented team, right? And their win total really varies anywhere from 7.5 to 9.5. The main win total is 8 in the hook. The over is minus 125, but of course, you can bet the alternate win totals if you have a lot of confidence one way or the other. But what's your thought process for this Cardinals team heading into this upcoming year? Well, you have all the talk about Kyler Murray basically when the when the season ended for Arizona and scrubbing his social media accounts and all those types of things, the negotiation started right there. And I think for Kyler Murray, he won the negotiation. Good for him. I don't begrudge any player getting their dollars, get that contract, get that guaranteed money, good to go. But that doesn't necessarily translate to say, well, now because you have the contract, uh, you're going to go out and perform and live up to those expectations. Because I think that's the issue that I have here with, with Murray and this, in particular, the offensive line in Arizona. You mentioned the fact that we're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of this season. And, and I know they got Hollywood Brown to come over from Baltimore and they're going to reconnect from their days at Oklahoma. He just went on the shelf with a hamstring injury as well. So something to keep an eye out for that for the offense here. But, but looking at, I think, with Kyler Murray, and, and is he going to be one that's going to live up to now the expectations that come with not only performing at a high level with that contract, but being a leader of this team in the face of this franchise for many years to come? I need to see it on the field first before I'm going to be a believer. We saw it the last two years in Arizona, Danny, where this team got off to a great start and then faded in the second half of the season, especially last year. Off to a 7-0 start, really surprising start from the Cardinals, but then close out the regular season with four losses out of five games and then absolute dud in the playoff and the wildcard game against the Rams completely dominated by the Super Bowl champs in that game. That's the momentum, or let's say lack of momentum, that they're going to carry over from last year into this year. And I just have problems with the offensive line, Danny. I think that's my biggest concern. Teams know how to attack Murray. You stay disciplined within your rush lanes. You keep him contained in the pocket, and you get push up the middle. I think that's the problem where I have with this Cardinals offensive line is, yes, you do have some veterans, and I like teams with veterans, especially up front. But these are veterans that are past their prime. When you think about Rodney Hudson at the center spot, Justin, he's 33. Justin Pugh's 32. Beach him at the right tackle. He's 33. Can these guys stay healthy for, for 17 games and try to keep Kyler Murray upright? I don't believe that's going to happen. And on the defensive side, J.J. Watt, the last time we've seen, he's only played two full seasons over the course of the last six years in the NFL. Great player when he's available, but can he be available? And what can he give you for 17 games for, uh, at age 33? We know Chandler Jones is now a Raider. I think this cornerback group is really one of the weakest in the NFL, Danny. And then if you dig into this schedule, this schedule is not conducive for the Arizona Cardinals to get off to a 7-0 start like they did last year. I think they're, I think ultimately this team is going to get off to a, an 0-3 start and potentially an 0-4 start. Just look at the first part of the schedule. They're host the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're right there in your backyard in Las Vegas there against the Raiders and then come back home for the L.A. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. So that is not a conducive schedule to say they're going to get off to a quick start. And then you look at the back end of the schedule, Danny, and I really struggle to find some wins here. They, the, the last seven, the last eight games, the second half of the season, they're going to play. They have games at Los Angeles, at the Rams, the Chargers, San Francisco, their bye week, and then the Patriots at Denver in December, the home to Tampa Bay, and then finish up the season at San Francisco. I don't know where, if you look from top to bottom of the schedule, Danny, I can't find 
set, I can't find eight wins here. And so there's alternate win totals, like you mentioned. I like the alternate total. If I'm going to get involved with season win totals, I don't want to just tie my money up to just get even money back on my on my return. Here you can find it on DraftKings. They had it at under seven and a half plus two hundred. Absolutely love that play. I think it's going to be a long season for the Cardinals and a long season for Kyler Murray and his new contract. I know he's going to be doing some more studying and he's going to have to eat all of his vegetables too because that's just <laughs> don't see it in the cards. No pun intended. Sorry for that. I don't see it in the cards for Arizona this year. Give me the under alternate win total, seven and a half plus $2. All right, James, and we got a couple minutes to go. You also had some betting interest with the Miami Dolphins. Are you buying stock with Tua Tungavailoa, or are we maybe looking to fade them down in South Beach? We're selling. Sell it, sell it, sell it. Be sell. I mean, not that – and usually for me, when we have a new coach coming over – uh, with the team, especially a first-time head coach, it's going to take that head coach some time just to get acclimated to the new leader leadership position that he'll be in beyond just the game preparation and the X's and O's with new head coach Mike McDaniel. And now coming over and with, I know you've got a lot of new toys and a lot of speed on this offense on the outside, but I'm not a believer in Tua being able to get the ball down the field with any accuracy or velocity and any consistency from that standpoint. So I think it's going to be a struggle for the Dolphins offensively they have shored up the offensive line a little bit absolutely love getting to Ron Armstead from uh, from New Orleans over to that left tackle spot but beyond that I think this is going to be a, a team where the the defense will be intact it'll keep them competitive but more so I just look at the schedule you think about the expectations but with that expectation now comes a very challenging schedule this year Danny I think this team gets off to an 0-4 start. They open the season at home, short favorite against the Patriots. Then they're going to have road games at Baltimore and Cincinnati sandwiched with a home game against the Buffalo Bills. That's the first month of the season for Miami. I think aside from that Patriots game where they're currently sitting two, two-and-a-half point favorite, they're going to be underdogs in the other three games from there. So I could literally potentially see this team starting off 0-4 to get the season going, and then that's where the new head coach, Mike McGowan, is going to have to earn his money to keep this team intact, keep this team galvanized from that first start of the four games. Then look at the last five games here, Danny, of the season. So bookend from start to finish here. The last five games, really the last six games, are incredibly challenging for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have three straight road games after their scrimmage against the Houston Texans, taking on, going on the road at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo. They also have a game in January at New England, sandwiched with a home game against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Find some wins out there for me where this alternate total for the Dolphins sitting at eight is plus 185 to the under. Wow. I can't find it. I don't see nine wins on the seat. I don't see nine wins for this Dolphins team. Under eight, Plus 185, they have to have nine wins to beat me. Obviously, eight's the push. I don't see it. I don't see seven wins for this team either. I think the Dolphins are going to struggle with this very high, this really challenging schedule. Under eight plus 185, that's where I'm going. Ooh, I didn't know they were giving the flat eight with that price. They got to do a little bit of shopping because I could not agree more with you on this Dolphins team. Unproven coach, completely unproven quarterback. I am with you, James, and appreciate you giving us some insight not only on that Miami team, but, of course, the Cardinals. Really liking that. Have to do a little bit uh, deeper digging for those squads. And, hey, like James was saying, some good value with these alternate win totals. So, James, thank you very much for those plays. Best of luck with them. I know we got plenty of time, so that means we got plenty more times to talk with you. So until then, take care, pal. Absolutely. Good, good luck to you this, this summer, and we'll see you in NFL six weeks, partner.
Yes, sir. Can't wait. Big shout out to James. One more segment to go here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival, every rematch, Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. So you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week along with great local sports betting content. Okay, it is time for our final segment here on Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Again, the show, like we said, is Rush Hour. And I'm Danny Burke, your host, and you can always follow along on the tweets at Danny Burke 5 As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on Twitter. 
So we've gone all over the place, college, NFL, a little bit of baseball, but I do have one play in baseball myself. I know we were talking with Josh Applebaum about it a little bit ago. Him and I were on the same page with this late game tonight. I wanted to kind of expound on my thoughts for this matchup out on the West Coast with the Cubbies and the Giants. San Francisco, uh, seven-game losing streak. Not really a team you maybe want to back in this situation, especially because they are going against a team that is on a six-game winning streak. How about it? The Cubbies, red hot right now. Won't matter once they ship everybody off, but that's neither here nor there. Nevertheless, uh, this game tonight, when I talk in the Chicago City cast, I always like to set up my own lines before I look at what they actually opened at. But my numbers were fairly spot on to where the books opened it up at. I had the Giants at about a minus 140 at the opener. Bet Rivers had the Giants minus 139. I put the Cubbies plus 125. They put the Cubbies plus 118. They opened the total eight. I opened it seven and a half. Now it's down to seven and a half. A little bit of juice on the over, minus 118. But a little bit of movement as of late going toward the Cubbies. They're at plus 118. And the Giants now minus 137. The pitching matchup is what stood out to me, though. Look, Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson are two guys that you really want to look to back at this point if you're trying to back the Cubs. The Cubbies are throwing out Justin Steele tonight. And while Justin Steele is not only coming off a good start, but has had various quality starts, there are some areas where you really don't want to trust him. And as I alluded to earlier in the show, on the road is one of them. So this entire season, if you look at his ERA, it's 4.02. But the good news is we consider the FIP, which is his true indicator of what he should be pitching ERA-wise, and 364 is the number. His Sierra is a little high, 429, and his whip is not great at 142. But again, that FIP could get you home with Justin Steele in some situations. But this isn't one of those, because on the road, folks, he's got an ERA of 523 and a Woba of 327, and then his FIP goes up to 380. He really has not pitched as great away from the friendly confines. Plus, you're going up against a Giants team that, yes, as of late, they have been horrid offensively. But this entire season... This is a spot where they have really found success. At home against lefties, they have an 830 OPS. They have a 354 weighted on base average and then a 136 weighted runs created. Plus, I believe that's second best in Major League Baseball. Now again, Steele, his last start at Philly was good. Five innings, four hits, one earned run. The Cubs won that game 15-2. But some of these underlying numbers, aside from the FIP, and just kind of having that gut feeling and eye test with Justin Steele, this seems like a start that may not go too well for him. I think the Giants losing streak ends tonight, and I think they have the advantage, not only because their offense does well at home against lefties this year, and because we're looking to fade Justin Steele, but we also have to look at who's starting for the Giants. Alex Wood, another southpaw. Now, his win-loss record, not the best, nor is his ERA at 421, his win-loss record, by the way, 6-8. and eight. But then he gets you back with his whip. That's respectable at 126. A really good FIP at 333. And then his Sierra is 335. He strikes out over nine batters per nine innings while limiting his walks to just 2.2. His home run to fly ball ratio is a tad bit high at 13%. But you're at Oracle Park to where home runs uh, not really coming that often. So he should be okay in that regard. And he is pitching better at home with a 271 FIP. Now, the reason his ERA and win-loss record aren't doing too good, maybe it's a little bit of unlucky, uh, unluckiness just going his way, the Giants not hitting, all of the above, we know San Francisco has had not that great of a season. But he has given up three earned runs throughout his last four starts. 
And the Cubs offense, they're kind of hit or miss. They're okay against lefties. 741 OPS, 105 weighted runs created plus. But Wood is definitely the better pitcher here, and the Giants should have the better offense in this specific split. The only thing that would maybe concern you is the Giants' bullpen. They're bad. I mean, they got a 441 ERA and a 141 whip. And you know what? The Cubs' bullpen is actually improving. 419 ERA and then a whip of 132. But these first five innings, now you could do the run line for the first five minus a half or how Bet Rivers labels it, the lead after the first five innings. And you're actually getting a pretty good price with the Giants. I think it was around minus 110 earlier today. But I think what can occur in those first five, maybe first six innings, is would to limit the Cubs enough in the Giants offense to do enough damage to steal to still get them a good spot to win this game in its entirety. Now, you could again be thinking, well, why not just do the first five? If by some chance Steele does perform well or the Giants' bats continue to struggle, I want to give myself more innings for hopefully the Giants' offense to expose the Cubs' pitching. So, long story short, I'm going with the Giants, like we said, full game money line here, minus 137, which is what you can get right now. So a little bit of late movement going toward the Cubbies, but I think their streak ends here. The Giants, they need to turn things around and they need to do it fast. And why not do it against a Cubs team that you are better than and you have the better pitching matchup with in Alex Wood. So give me the Giants on the money line for my one baseball play tonight at the price of minus 137. Not only did we have a playing baseball tonight, in case you missed it at the beginning of the show, folks, we did talk some college football. Beeson's college football betting guide is out and about. So that sparked my, uh, my motivation, I guess you could say, for looking into some of these Big Ten West win totals. And in case you missed it, the first team I started off with that I did make a bet on was the Wisconsin Badgers. And look, the long story short of this bet is that I thought like the fact that nine is being offered right now just seems really excessive for Wisconsin. I get that they're typically the favorite team out of the Big Ten West, but Graham Mertz has shown you nothing. He hasn't. They may have the best running game in the Big Ten West when all is said and done. They may have a top defense, but I don't think Graham Mertz is a guy who is going to get you double-digit wins, let alone nine wins. I feel very comfortable betting under nine wins with Wisconsin at the price of minus 115. They have a tough schedule. You got to go to Ohio State. You got to go to Iowa, even though Iowa's in the same boat as you with an unproven quarterback in Petrus. It's still always a tough environment. And Nebraska's going to be better. They have a better quarterback than you in Casey Thompson. Week 12 at Nebraska could be coming down to that game. Or it could be coming down to Week 13 versus Minnesota. Week 7 at Michigan State, also another tough game. You have five potential losses there, even though I graded two of those as toss-up games. I just really don't think you're going to get double-digit wins out of this Wisconsin squad. What have they done differently from last year to this year to make you think they are going to get into that territory with what I think is a more difficult schedule? Still have the same quarterback who hasn't done anything. And again, yeah, the running game may do well enough, but against the big boys, I don't think that's going to solve your problems. So count me in for Wisconsin under nine wins, minus 115. And then the aforementioned Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yes, my alma mater who tends to disappoint me year after year. I'm, I'm buying stock in this team. Hey, look, Scott Frost brought in the big guns. 
Whipple calling the offensive plays, Casey Thompson conducting that offense instead of Adrian Martinez. I was hoping I could find a seven out there and lay some juice, like minus 150 or less in an ideal world, but betting's not an ideal world a lot of times. So seven and a half with the over minus 105 was the best price that I saw. We're talking about schedules. Nebraska has a favorable one. You get Northwestern and Dublin to start your year off. You get North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Indiana all at home. You're on the road against Rutgers and Purdue. Okay, if there's two road games you're going to have, might as well be against those two teams. And then you get Illinois at home. You're probably not going to lose to Illinois, hopefully, once again. Uh, Toss-up games week four versus Oklahoma. You almost, you almost took care of business in Oklahoma last year with a much better team. Week 10 versus Minnesota, week 12 versus Wisconsin, and week 13 at Iowa are all winnable games, but they're in the 50-50 category. They're probably going to lose at Michigan in the big house. But long story short, I think this Nebraska team gets to 8-4. and four. I think they have a good chance to get to 9-3. and three. I'm not really banking on that happening, but I am banking on them getting to 8 wins. And you know what? Maybe they're sitting at 7 in that final game of the year against Iowa or toward the end of the season. I think it'll be close with them. So if you want to hedge out of it, you'll probably get some opportunity to do so. But this has to be the year for Scott Frost. The defense should still be good. You lost some guys, but you brought in a lot from the transfer portal and you got some good coaches who will hopefully run a competent offense much like what the Bears need it's correlated with my two favorite teams because I've been cursed throughout football but hopefully at least Nebraska can uh, turn things around this year so count me in for over seven and a half wins at minus 105 so that's the other college football season win total bet that I'm playing Nebraska over seven and a half wins and then Wisconsin under nine wins again minus 115 was that price and then our lone play in baseball we are going with the San Francisco Giants yes they're on a losing streak right now no better time to turn it around than against the Cubs in this specific situation so count me in for the Giants at the price of minus 137 thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour best of luck with all your plays tonight folks we will be back tomorrow with plenty more betting action until then take care Meet Gary. Hi. For years, Gary's felt an overwhelming desire to be a pro goalie. Let's see how that's going. <laughs> Gary, you can play to win with BetRivers.com, featuring award-winning customer service in the excitement of same bus, in the excitement of same bus, in the excitement of same bus, in the excitement. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. 
The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.